This Burrows of Berea Testimonies episode is brought to you by the Jim Beaver Band. Check out their latest album on Facegram. Now onto the show. The Burrows of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Ops, ops, ops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. All right. Well, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy Eye Candy Kimsey. Tone like a tub of marshmallow fluff. That's nice. Heavy on the fluff. Yeah, toned. Yeah, yeah. Heavy on the fluff. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Reese's for that. Because they 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 cover they uh, they 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 have uh, pumpkins, footballs, trees. Hearts and now eggs. So like six months of Reese shapes. So I've been uh, bulking up. He, he, I wonder he, if they do one for Ash Wednesday. Notice he was looking at my stomach when he said that. <laughs> and they sell them in six packs. You know, so go figure. And we got Ralph Wooderson Hicks. Represent. See? Ralph Wooderson. That's the name of the guy that says, all right, all right, all right. That was all his right, name. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and to my right, I got Cherry the Annihilator Lewis. Hello. You gotta come up with something better than that. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun to go from the annihilator to. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You gotta understand. Behind so the glass. Real slick. Yeah, behind the glass, we got this Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. As it yes, were. That's right. I, I, one day I'll come up with something cooler than that. <laughs> that we say it every be. time. It's never gonna get cooler. No, it's than never that. gonna change. <laughs> well, we uh, this is uh, the second episode of our testimony series. And uh, we have a special guest here, one of my good friends, uh, Michael Spears. Hello, hello, hello. So nice to have you here, Mike. Hey. Thank you. I'm excited to hear this, man. I don't actually know your testimony at all. Really? None. We've never talked about it. So I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited. And yeah, so just to give you a little bit of background, um, when I started doing filmmaking, as a matter of fact, the first time I ever heard about Michael Spears, I was at uh, Charles and Betty Hinn's. Um, anniversary, their 40th anniversary, and you weren't there. You and Christina weren't there because you were filming the 48-hour film project. That we were. And I was like, oh, so intrigued because I was like, because I was just getting into filming at the time. And so then we started Stillwaters, and then Mike came on and did all the cinematography and it was a really, you, it was a great looking movie. It really was. Thank you. It was awesome. So much better uh, than most of which. Go ahead and grab that thing and pull it right up to your teeth there. Right up to yeah, my teeth. Yeah, just take a yeah. bite of it. Yeah. Right. Hello. There oh, yeah. we go. Is that better? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I feel like my voice gets deeper whenever I'm, you know, hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. This is how I always talk. So <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like Batman right now. <laughs> <laughs> With this whole, uh, this whole group that's actually here, uh, I guess minus Cherry for the film, uh, Andy did sound, and then Ralph, you were... Did you I do did any a little filming? Bit of, I did yeah. a little bit of everything. Ralph, Ralph I did some filming, filming yeah. yeah. Filming, yeah we did, did some acting. Out at the lake. And you did the vignette. You edited the one vignette. The yeah. Thing. Yep. And yeah. then, of course, Billy let us use the USS Bazinga. Mm-hmm. The yep. Bazinga for so that's, that. And then when we were in Witch, 
uh, Billy let us use his mill, and then you shot that really cool like long scene. You remember that long scene? Yep. You did, Mike? Oh, yeah, that was that great. Was a blast. That oh, was a good yeah, one. I remember that scene because yeah, you were there. That we had night, to do that right. whole the the sound had to do the whole like dance the out run. of the way. That was a really that was a really fun scene to shoot because of yeah. that because sound was all yeah yeah, yeah. had to stay because we were using a boom for anybody that knows not uh not labs so i had to like for an entire shot where the camera did 360s around people i had to like yep. be out of the shot yep. the entire time with the boom but moving the boom to the whoever was speaking and all that so it, it was, was a lot of fun. shot that it was, was awesome. neat that was fun yeah he started us at practice like <laughs> before the sun went down and they remember they had the kids running they ran like yeah. 40 times <laughs> by the time we shot the scene I mean, they knew it i mean they knew yep. the scene but they were all panting <laughs> You know, and I kept telling them over and over, just one more, just yeah, one just more. One. I mean, that's how this shit works, man. That's the right way to do it. That's right. It is. Yep. And then, um, Mike, you and I uh, also uh, we shot that little vignette that's in the middle of the play. The um, what is the name of the play? Tell passion me that story. Play. The passion play. Yeah, we yeah. shot that where um, Jesus was scourged. And it was like so bloody. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. I do. So, just out of curiosity, all right, um, can you tell me like when your earliest memory of hearing about Jesus was? Okay, I would say it was whenever I had two Sunday school teachers that were really awesome. One was uh, Miss Lingren, and one was Miss Morgan. Now, Miss Lingren, she had a dog. Check this out. She had a dog that would. She would say something, and then the dog would actually bark like it was talking. So imagine <laughs> learning about Jesus with that. It's like, hey, is Jesus good? And the dog, rup, 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 rup. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and Miss Morgan, she was actually a um, a karate instructor. So you know, nothing's cooler than sitting there learning karate moves, also while learning about Jesus. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I love you, brother. Here's a smack to the face. <laughs> hey, turn the other cheek. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it, it it was cool. That would be my first memories. And then, of course, you know, going to revivals and things like that, going to other people's churches. At that point, my dad was a, you know, Southern gospel singer. So we were in, you name it, we were in churches all around from here all the way to South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've heard, so pretty much since you were born, were you pretty much born into the church or? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was very blessed in that aspect. Yeah. So very what about blessed. what about salvation? I was 14. Um, we were actually going to a place called uh, Fort Bluff, Tennessee, which I don't know if anybody knows about that. It's kind of like uh, where York and all that different stuff from, I think it's World War II. Pretty cool things. But uh, I remember the the preacher that was up there preaching, he was, um, he was actually a comedian. And so about midway through, you know, he's doing his whole act and all that different stuff. I'm sitting there, I'm cutting up with my friends, you know, passing notes, the whole entire shebang. And next thing I, I know, he just kind of switched the script on us, you know? And he's like, uh, starts talking about heaven and hell. And I remember as a kid, you know, I'd, I'd heard all that stuff before a million times. I mean, I just told you, you know, grew up in revivals and stuff. I heard it all the time. And for some reason, it affected me a lot different at that point in my life than it did whenever I was a kid. And so I remember I was, you know, that that old school thing that they always talk about. Your hands are on the back of the chair, the white knuckles. And, mm-hmm. and I was doing that. And I can remember still to this day, my buddy that was sitting next to me, he was trying to like elbow me for me to like laugh with him and talk with him. And I was just focused on what he was saying. And I knew that he was talking about me. 
And so, you know, of course, I get up and I went over to my, at the time, he was our youth pastor. And he was like, I already know why you're up here. <laughs> and of course, you know, I knelt down, all that different stuff. He was still up there preaching. There was no altar call. There was no nothing like that. It was just, I knew right then and there, I needed to get things right with the Lord. And so that's what I did. Yeah. So 14 years old. Yeah. Wow. 14. Yeah. Yeah, I, rem- I know. I've heard a lot of that from these these testimonies. Like sometimes, you know, people always think that the preacher's talking to them directly. Yes. And you find out that you know his message is like touched like thirty people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and they're all thinking that you're you're talking about me. I know you're talking about me. Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. It like that's and the way conviction works on somebody's heart, right? That is the way that it worked for me. That's for sure. So let's say from the age of fourteen up to the present, try to. You know, walk me through your life. You know, tell me, has it been perfect and wine and roses since that happened? No. Okay. Ma- <laughs> ma- ma- no. Matter like, of fact, do you have the life of Andy Bishop? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not bad. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not rich, but uh, oh gosh, that's funny. But uh, it's not been it's not been hard either. <laughs> so basically, whenever I was 14, you know, of course, when you first get saved, you get really on fire for the Lord. I mean, that's that's just how it goes. Everything you want to read more, you want to pray more, you want to do all the different stuff. But things happen in life. Little things here and there kept getting to me. And I, so I started hanging out with some friends of mine that we went to school together and we formed a band. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with the, the band in the beginning, but as all you know, musicians can kind of tell you sometimes, it, it starts to get to, you know, like I said, I was about 16 and we started playing a lot together, doing a lot of heavy metal, things like that. And then drugs got involved. Mm-hmm. By the time I, you know, I was 16, I was already smoking. Um, and it it was just a, a really strange time in my life because I was still going to church, and none of those people knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like go. It, I was living a double life, is what was happening, and so it was eating me um, for the longest time. And then I would say about seventeen, it turned from just being in a band to now I was helping sell those drugs, mm-hmm. and I was going to church less and less. And so the the thing that really kind of changed me a lot from the the drugs was I was at a, a house or well an apartment at this time, and the people that I was living with they were moving lots and lots and lots of drugs and things like that, and so I was I was helping out doing all that different stuff. Well, one evening I went over to another apartment and was hanging out with some other friends, and I came back around and I walked in the door, and it was known as a party house, so. There's nobody there. You can't hear anything. Nothing's going on. But I thought I heard somebody whimpering, like, you know, all that different stuff. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I walked back into the kitchen. Next thing I know, I hear, pow. And it was upstairs. And I I, I turn and I look upstairs. And, you know, I see the the doorway and all that different stuff. And I kind of back up a little bit. Next thing I know, I hear a couple people running down the stairs. And next thing I know, this guy's standing from me to you right now, which is, you know, three feet. And he he had a pistol right in my face, and I'll never forget him clicking, and it didn't go off. And I would love to sit there and tell you, oh, well, that's the moment that, you know, changed my life and all that different stuff. But really, it just, it escalated even further from then. Um, whenever I was 18, 19, you know. So, what's that guy, was that a threat, or was he intending to kill you? Yeah, he, he was trying to shoot me. Jesus he was trying to kill me. Age. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't forget that, would you? No. I, I can see his face, everything. It was it was bad. My brother actually came and got me out of there and was like, look, you can't live there no more. I mean, there was cops. There was firemen. You know, it was wild, man. I mean, it it it, it 
it makes me wonder how in the world did I go from the 14-year-old kid who was wanting to serve the Lord to now I'm in a, a drug house and somebody's pointing a gun at me and shooting me. You know, trying to shoot me, I guess. Can I, I ask you a say. question about that? So yeah. during that time, like, did you have did you have things like in the back of your mind at any point that was kind of like, hey, you know, you know you're on the wrong path. Hey, what's going on? Do you have any of that going on or was that all like wiped out? No, you definitely have that on your mind in different areas. However, that sin pulls way too hard. Mm-hmm. Um it it just pulls all the time. For me, it was music, uh, girls, and and drugs. So the moment I would sit there and say, you know what, call your dad. You know he'll he'll come get you. He'll take you home. All that different stuff. Knock on the door. There, there's a, oh, I've never seen this girl before. Hi, mm-hmm. how are you? And it was it was just a, a, amazing. Like I said, at 14, wanted to do this, and in two years, you know, two and a half years, I was a totally different person. And so eventually, um, I wound up meeting my wife, Christina. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Love her. She's and um, She is. Yeah, we all love her. She, she kind of calmed me down a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. And then, of course, we had our daughter. Um, I was about 21. We were real young when we had our daughter. And then I really calmed down. Once again, you would think, hey, this is where, you know, he's about to tell the story about how everything started getting a little bit better, but that's not the case. I... Not only did I blame them for, you know, like I said, eventually I, w- I was wanting to be a rock star. And so I thought, well, man, now that I'm married, I can't do the rock star lifestyle. Now that I have a kid, I can't be out at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't do this. So it turned into bitterness, and it turned in bitterness towards my wife. And still this day, I'm still having to make up for some of the stuff that I did as a, a young married man with a kid. Now, granted, it wasn't all bad. There was, you know, sure. certain things, you know, but I just was not a very good person to be with during my 20s, for sure. And my daughter had to see things and witness things that no kid should have to. And all the while, while you know, how we were just talking a few minutes ago, um, I still had praying parents that would, oh, man, you talk about annoying, though. When, <laughs> when Yeah. It's amazing now, but back whenever you're going through all this, it's like, I don't care that you're praying for me. I, 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 you know, da, da, da. I was on this pathway of like, I just don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. I just don't care. Um, apathy was just, that was my life. And so then, you know, mid-20s, probably into the, the 30s, that's whenever I started getting into uh, film. I kind of did the whole thing of, well, I'm never going to be a rock star, so maybe I can at least hang out with them and video them, take photos, do stuff like that. So the whole time, it was almost as if I was um, just trying to fill that void that only God could fill. And so that's what I did, man. I started doing music videos, things like that, and before I knew it, I'm, I might not have been doing the heavy drugs and things anymore, but now I was an alcoholic. I mean, that's that's really all I was doing was just drinking constantly. And so eventually that even came to a head. One night, I, um, I, <laughs> I remember I was out in the garage and we were sitting there and we had just got done from going to a local bar and all that different stuff. And I was I was extremely inebriated. And the only thing that I remember is waking up the next morning and, you know, I have white sheets and all that different stuff. It was just covered in blood. And so I get up and I'm, you know, first initial reaction is I look, where's my gun at? You know, 
So I'm looking down just like that, and my gun's gone. I'm going, oh, my God, did you? Did, there's no way you just done something stupid and some, some sort of thing like that. You know what I mean? And it turned out that the night before, um, a guy had just got mad and, and basically beat the snot out of me. And they, they actually let me go back and look at the video of this guy doing this to me. I went back to the bar, and they let me see it. And that's really, I would say, the first time that when God started really going, what you doing with your life? What are you doing? Because I love my daughter. She's, I love her. I love my wife and all that different stuff. And I couldn't imagine because I had become an alcoholic. I'd turned all this other stuff about the Lord away, all that, that I would get to a point where I'd put myself in a position to where I could have died and she would have grown up without a dad because I like Jameson. I mean, that was the beginning part. So uh, long story, throughout all these different stories that you're hearing, I worked for a pest control company with my dad and all that different stuff. I was very blessed once again in that because most other places I'd have been fired a thousand times. Matter of fact, I was fired a couple times by my dad, but But that's neither here nor there. But uh, anyway, um, he wound up selling the business, which – then that was like, wait a minute, that's what I've done my entire life. You know, it's not like I'm going to go join another big company or I'm going to go do this, 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 and that. And so what happened is, is I, I, I basically just went in a rabbit hole. And that's when you and I were actually hanging out. And even you, man, whenever you would sit there and say something to me about the Lord, you know, the Lord can change your life, Mike. It bothered me to the core when you'd say that because one, I knew you were right. Two, I didn't want to hear it from you. And three, it just, I wanted to get away from anybody who kept mentioning the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to be around it at that point. It, the conviction was so heavy, I moved out of state. A lot of people are, oh, well, why did you move out of state? Why would you do that? I wanted to get away from my parents telling me they're praying for me. I wanted to get away from my you know family telling me they were praying for me. So I started a pest control company in South Carolina. Everything was going great. Got the wife down there, kids down there. Everything's going good. Business is going good, but there was still something missing. And uh, this is this is what's so amazing to me. I, I love hunting. Always been a hunter. All that different stuff. I'm sitting in a tree stand, and next thing I know, like I said, everything's going great. The Holy Spirit was going. Why don't you just come on home? Why you Why are you running? And I, I just remember sitting there going, you know what? No, no. And then by the end of it, I wound up getting out of that tree stand, and I knelt down there on the ground, and I said, God, if you'll use me, whatever you have me do, I'll do it. And so since then, I've uh, basically just been doing stuff around our local church, things like that. Um, I work a lot with the the youth group. Um, Love doing that. We just got done from going to Winter Jam. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. That's uh, the headliner was Skillet. That was pretty cool. But um, I just I'm enjoying what I'm doing now, and then of course whenever I seen your post on Facebook and everything, I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to give a little bit of my testimony. And I mean, this is the the shorter version of it. I mean, we could go for hours, but yeah. What about um, so back back during those rock times, and you know, whenever Maddie was first born, and when you get into those dark places, you know, sometimes you see things that you can't explain. Did you ever have any kind of moments like that in your life where like you said, you know, you heard the bang, bang up, you know, whenever you were in the drug house or whatever, but did you ever get around things where you're like, it felt like the opposite of what God would want, you know, it was like, it was really dark. There wasn't a moment I wasn't around. Yeah. 
it, it's it's all like that. And and I know that might sound a little bit harsh and all that different stuff, but the truth is it all was. Yeah. There, there was never, it was all the direct opposite of God, mm-hmm. all of it. There was never a moment that I can remember that I was hanging out with a, a metal band or even a country band or it was all the same thing, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. That, it, it boiled down to those three things. Mm-hmm. Um, even think about most of the songs that are out there. It either has to deal with some sort of drugs, alcohol, sex, different stuff like that, or violence. Mm-hmm. And so, no, there was there was never really any time that I can say that I wasn't. I knew the whole time, and that's what is extra hard now that where I'm at in my life, it, it's like a, it's kind of like how Paul talks about. You know, I feel like I have a debt now, and mm-hmm. I do. I, yeah. I have a debt to to do everything that the Lord wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Like going on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he drove up here from almost from Charleston. So, and the you know that's a good distance. You know, to get up here close into Hendersonville. So I really appreciate you going that far. I'm glad and I'm glad to be that here. you're around because I've seen you around Maddie, and I got to tell you that there isn't anybody who loves their kid more than you love Thank your you. kid, and she loves you. And Thank you. And we were filming that little short that she put together yep. and everything. Yep. She was so proud when you were talking to her about it and everything, and she was just so proud that she was yep. pleasing you. So I'm, I'm glad that you did, too. Thank you. Which Thank one you. was that? Which short? Not the one she won the award on. No, let's see. The, which one, Are we talking about the one where she fell into the hole? Well, we, when we were all together, we all did little little snippets, and she did little snippet there. Yeah, I remember she. I remember she won. We, we put out, we had the contest. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she won the hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> it was actually a pretty good little short. She she, yeah, loved she doing really that. did. She did a great job. Yeah, it's kind of kind of scary. Yeah, she uh, she still does a little bit of video work. Believe it or not, really, she does. Now, how old is she now? She is fifteen. She's, oh yeah, she, she's actually driving. So it's extra. Oh wow, oh, yeah. terrifying. I got one of those at home. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah we don't. That's a whole nother podcast once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, some of the things that you were doing back then, we have a lot of listeners that actually have uh, children right. that are in their teens into their twenties that are struggling with very similar things like you are. And right. you had two praying parents. And I think a lot of these parents, that's all they've got. Like they feel like the only thing they can do is pray. Do right. you think is there anything else? Like what could somebody have said to you back then, do you think that could have reached you? Do you know? That's a hard one because there was a lot of people that were still trying to reach me and I still if if somebody's determined they're gonna do um, what they want to do. The Holy Spirit's got to be the one to really get a hold of them. So, with that being said, read your Bible in front of your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, love each other in front of your kids. Um, pray with uh, dinner time, anytime you can before you go to bed. Pray with your kids as much as you can. When they see stuff like that, it'll help out in the long run. Um, that that's about the best advice I can give on that. Make sure you get them in a church. That's that's really where you go. And don't give up on them. Keep praying for them. Never give up. Keep praying for them. Exactly. I agree. And you don't want to, like, I always felt like you don't want them to feel like, well, you're bad, and so I'm going to be doing all this good stuff for you. Like, I always feel like if you're in the trenches with them or if you let them know that I've been there, you know, maybe I haven't been down the same path that you've had, but I've definitely been on the side where you are, right. that I'm right here. You know, and it's hard to talk honestly, especially with a parent. Like, I don't right. want to tell my parents the stuff that I did when I was right. in my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that. But 
Yeah. When my parents listen to this, they're going to do the same thing. Oh, <gasps> that's not even. Yeah. No way. Yeah. He's making stuff. That's up. why we was praying for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For exactly. sure. Exactly. Well, um, what are you doing now? Like you, you, you said you were like teaching classes and stuff, or what? What are? Well, right now, um, of course, I still own the pest control company, all that different stuff. But the, the <laughs> church that I go to, I man, I'll tell you what, I, you want to to get excited for the Lord, be around some teenagers that want to serve God. Yeah. They're on fire, man. I mean, they, it, it's kind of like you drop a pencil. Let's pray about it. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> it's awesome. I love it, man. And so they, they just haven't really been fully um, hit with all the things in life yet. Now, don't get me wrong. The schools are are crazy right now. But I, I do. I love the fact of that. They're they're just excited to serve the Lord, and they want to do something. Um that's that's just so cool to me, and that's really what I've been doing. Uh, we do a Bible study every Friday night, and that turned out we we had maybe four people in the beginning, and now we're averaging 30, 40 people wow. every Friday night. Yeah, That's awesome. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. So do you do any of the teaching? Um, yeah. I'm, I, we've actually switched up a few things. What we did is we're actually having some of the, the teenagers and some of the young adults, all that different stuff. What they're doing is they're doing a study. And for the first 10 minutes, they'll go through and they'll share with the rest of everybody that's there. And it's it's really cool to hear their perspective on it, too, as well. You'll learn some really cool stuff. And then I, I do what's called cleanup. At the at the end of it, I'll go through whatever I've studied. And, you know, we'll pray, all that different stuff, eat, and just have a good time. Yeah. That's Glass. awesome, man. You should come down sometime. Just say when. All right. Cool. Swansea? Swansea. Listen, man. It, it's smaller than Brevard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't yeah. want Rick teaching. Yeah, oh, I'm, not, like, I'm not teaching like, anybody. Like four hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is it I like, say? Like Gilligan. I just want to get to this last point. It'll <laughs> yeah. only take a sec. <laughs> just one more minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, I really appreciate you making your trip up here. Thank you. You know, it was Thank a long you. trip, but I had a blast. Yeah. And you know, we're. We have a little, you know, we have that history together, you know, and I don't know if you know just how much, you know, we've had, there have been people that have been saved from seeing those films, which is bizarre to me because those those films are weird, but people that they could just relate to it and they, you know, and they ask and, you know, lead them to the Lord. It's unbelievable. I mean, God can use anything. You better believe it. And he will. Yep. You just have to be a willing vessel. Exactly. You know? I agree. do it. But- well, I guess that's it for this testimony, unless you have anything you'd like to add. Anybody got any questions for him? Anybody? What, nope. what band were you in? What guys? What did you do? We, it's kind of funny. If you remember the uh, the production company we had, we were actually called Built to Fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's where the name came from. That's where the that's name a came from. Cool, that's a cool name. I just right? I figured it was just a film thing because it's so appropriate for a Right for a film production company built to fall because right. you know everything's a facade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I asked See, you. He gets it. Yeah, he but I asked it. you. I said, did you did you name it that because of Adam? Do you remember me? Remember me? I do remember because I thought you know that. like Adam was built to fall. Yeah, I, you know <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I probably well, I, that's I, that's yeah. What response did I give to that? <laughs> No. Did I just walk away? <laughs> you said, no. <laughs> oh, I just said, no? Wow. You were like, no, man. He's like, we do a lot of things and I'm we blow them up. And wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> we, we set a guitar on it, uh, on fire at the sawmill. Remember that video mm-hmm. we shot down I there? I do. I do remember that. Was mm-hmm. he there? Were you talking about the styrofoam turtles? Yeah. Were you there? I was there. That's right. 
We lost the footage. We lost the footage. We did. We lost was, the footage. Yeah. I've done that once. It made me, uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't talk to him for a month. I avoided his calls. <laughs> it was my wedding, bro. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that yes. deserves a rim I, shot. I had three cameras and the main camera oh, that no. was nonstop. We the, the, we lost the the disc. No. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a spotty footage. Oh man. He didn't talk. He didn't talk to me, and I like reach out to him, and there's no answer. <laughs> How you and I'm doing? Like, what's up? Like, what's happening, man? <laughs> I've only been depressed once in my life. That's it. I, I bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, are you going to do any more filming, you think, or are you done? I it, hope so, because you're a great cinematographer. Thank Dude, you. It, seriously. I'm serious. One of the best. I'm not oh, kidding. absolutely. He thank took you. that little piece of crap TI camera <laughs> and made it milky sweet on the screen. It was awesome. <laughs> He's got an, he has an eye. Um, he does. I'll put it to you this way. If the Lord leads me to do it, I'll do it. Now, we did have a, a youth event. It was two or three weeks ago where um, – uh, they called it Crossroads. It was really cool. They had a speaker come in, all that different stuff. And I did do a little bit of video work there. Not much. Yeah. I was actually teaching somebody how to do video work. But Well, if, you, if anybody wants to see some of Mike's cinematography, you can go on to uh, YouTube and search uh, Tacky Tie Films Still Waters. And uh, it'll come up. It's free on YouTube now. It's got over 67,000 views. Oh, that's cool. Which I oh, thought cool. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And remember, I told you we have fourteen hundred thumbs downs because I told that, and Andy was like, "You made it, bro! Like people yeah, hate yeah. your film. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, people yeah, hate yeah. your yeah. film. Yeah. It's, it's better than the room." Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I stand behind it. I have. I. I don't have fourteen thousand, fourteen hundred thumbs downs on anything collectively in my life. That's so. awesome. Yeah, it was COVID. Evidently, everybody was like out for COVID, and yeah. they watched the film. And then 1,400 stunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get in there and, and, and try to get up to 1,500. <laughs> <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. We need to bump yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, need, we need to get on up there. Yeah, but so. if you want to see that cinematography, because I remember, you know, at first I thought when I was working with you, Mike, is that it was going to be like all of the explosions and the blood and all that right. stuff. But there really wasn't a whole lot of blood in Stillwaters. No. But – uh, the first time I filmed with you was over at the house in Hooper's Creek at Lindsay Loop. Yep. Uh, it was Alice's grandfather's house at the yep. time. And uh, like you were throwing the keys and catching that scene and then watching her read the Bible and watching her face and the way that she, I was like, man, this looks like a movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm making a movie and I'm like, this looks like a movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I learned a lot from you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, I learned I a lot from you too. I don't know. Hey. I, not filming, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, well, Mike, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for coming up. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate you making the trip up here. And, and uh, you know, if anybody out there, you know, reaches out, I'll send them your way, honestly. Cool. You know, if they have any more questions for cool. you. I'd be glad. Absolutely, we'll do that. Tell the girls we said hi. I most definitely will. I will. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thanks, Billy. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. I mean, really. Good job, Billy. Billy, <laughs> thank, thank you, Billy. you so yeah. much. Thank you. That marshmallow tone, <laughs> you know. Fluff. <laughs> Ralph, appreciate it. Andy. Yes, sir. Jerry. Mike. Yep. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you next time on the Burrows of Berea. See ya. Bye. What is it the actors always say? Tip of the, what is it? Tip of the, tip of the tongue. So she says, uh, I'm not even sure everyone on the podcast knows what that means. Looking at you, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> right. The first half. Like he wouldn't. She, said, she says, uh, I'm excited over these coffee mugs because they are one of, from one of my favorite podcasts, The Burrows of Berea. 
Why do I enjoy this podcast so much? Well, firstly, the folks are fellow North Carolinians. They discuss topics of faith, including some mind-blowing hermeneutics, and I'm not even sure everyone on the podcast knows what that means. Looking at you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I've got it. I've I've got it uh, highlighted here for you, my yeah, friend. Highlight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty cool. She took pictures with her mugs and oh, put it up oh, on the Burroughs so page. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. 